Episode 32 of Masonic Muscle, Strengthening Your Body, Mind, and Soul. What's going on, everybody? It's uh, Sunday, and we're going to get into this one. It's going to be a good one. Nice and short, nice and crisp, but it's going to be intense. Uh, as a reminder, follow me on Instagram at Masonic Muscle, or write to me if there is something you would like to hear about concerning the mysterious origins, history, traditions, and symbols, or a guest you would like uh, for me to interview, please email me at masonicmuscle357 at gmail.com. Don't forget to go to iTunes and go to my podcast. Give me a review. That really helps. All right. And uh, that will help me to keep bringing better and better material to you listeners. Now, today, I have something that might throw you off. It might not throw you off, but a Freemasonry has always been throwing people off for a long, long time. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about more variants. But stay with me. Stay with me. As more and more variants continue to pop up all around the world and governments are starting to again mention the possibility of shutting down, I ask you all, brethren, what about the Masonic variant? What do you mean, Caesar? What are you talking about now? I'm getting scared again. What I mean is that ever since 1717, when the Grand Lodge was formed in England, we hear stories and written documentation of a variety of degrees. There was one degree. No, no, there was only two degrees. There was three degrees. We don't know. What the hell? But wait a minute. Doesn't Freemasonry have three degrees? According to the Pocket History of Freemasonry by Fred L. Pick and G. Norman Knight, a book published in 1953, a book that's kind of hard to get, by the way. If you have it, kudos. Uh, but I only give you so much kudos because if you have it, I'm going to ask you, have you read it? It's just one thing to have it. Have you read it? But it came out in 1953. And on page 53, it says this about ritual and degrees. It will surprise some to learn that our ritual of today was consolidated only after the Union of 1813. Before that date, we rely on a mass of documents and printed exposures from which we gather the three degrees in something like their present form were fully established by 1730. But over the years before that, even after the formation of the first Grand Lodge in 1717, controversy, there it is, man. And it wasn't just controversies, controversy raged. For many years and at the beginning of the present century, the leading Masonic historians were ranged in rival camps according as they believed one, three, or two ceremonies were known. Much has been discovered since then, and present-day students recognize that at least two separate ceremonies were worked, and that, if one looks further, much of the esoteric teaching now divided between the three, some go further and add the royal arch, is to be found. Esoteric teaching, what? Esoteric? Yeah, I don't like the esoteric. You know, you like the esoteric, but I don't like the esoteric. Well, if you're a Freemason, uh, are you telling me you don't like Freemasonry? Because that's what this is saying here. It finishes by saying this. We have mentioned the Mason word in Scotland, 
we have seen Randall Holmes' cryptic reference to the secrecy to be observed in regard to several words and signs. Aubrey leaves a similar hint, but at the beginning of this 20th century, pre-Grand Lodge ritual was virtually unknown. Variants. Hey, no way, right? I mean, impossible, but there it is. There it is. And that was page 58, by the way, not 53. Sorry about that. But, um, you know, what about the variety of degrees that were invented by the French starting in the mid-1700s? The conservative Masons began to fear that the Masonic order would lose its way and forget where they truly came from. Many Masons of the time, the more conservative ones, thought that if something was not done, many more men would get infected with this Masonic variant and spread false information about Masonry by creating all these variant Masonic degrees and dependent bodies. Was there a vaccine? Man, should I even say that word? Was there a vaccine? that we could create to inoculate the brothers to help them use critical thinking and refrain from inventing more and more variant degrees and dependent bodies that were latching on to the parent body and using it <coughs> as a host. Excuse me here. <clears throat> Luckily, these early uh, brothers already had some safeguards in place. <coughs> could you imagine that? They set up the lodge in such a way that the officers were all safe distance from one another. <laughs> the master and wardens are at least 20 to 50 feet from each other, depending on the size of the lodge. Uh, they had limited memberships. Often the lodge only had about 20 members and they could sit as far apart from each other as they wanted. They even wore gloves as a sign of politeness, gentry, and pureness of intent. But it served as, a way, as another way, uh, as a way and another means of universal precaution. So there have been many variations of exercise routines throughout thousands of years as well, right? In India, where the greatest wrestlers in the world came from, as part of their main exercise, uh, was that uh, what we know as the Hindu squat. They would build up to like massive repetitions. Uh, the fam most famous one is that we know is Gamma, right? And he, he, they was known that he would do two to 3,000 every morning. And they would perform these in about 15 minute blocks. Once they got really good, because they would do it nonstop, 2,000 repetitions all at once, bam, there you go. And when they needed to increase the resistance, uh, they would do jumping squats or place a 50 pound cement ring around their necks and do thousands of reps that way. All different varieties of the same exercise, but adding more and more resistance. In Greece, we know about the Olympics, which was dedicated to feats of strength and endurance in a variety of contests. So these varieties, these variants have been with us. If you, if you think about it like that, uh, brethren, uh, have been with the Masons at least since 1717. And I don't mean this in jest. I mean this, think about this critically. For all you brothers out there, especially in California, and I've talked to many of you, well, enough of you to know that the majority of us are experiencing the same challenges 
uh, since we joined, I joined 20 years ago, and I hear the same challenges. The same challenge is we don't have enough members. We don't have enough participants. Very rarely do we get sideliners. Um, you know, so there's hardly anyone in the lodge, and these lodges are ornate and big at times. You know, our lodge is a medium set lodge, but um, for the amount of of sideliners that we get to witness a ceremony or to attend a stated meeting, there's plenty of room for you to save distance. If you are concerned for your health and your well-being, you, you can all of you, brethren, could easily sit, you know, six. 12 24 feet apart and still have enough room you know to enjoy the, the business meeting or the ceremony that we're about to observe we're even given the white gloves you know for those of you who want to wear them there's um you know it's almost as if the lodge was already built uh to be uh you know um social distancing proof <laughs> i guess you can call it right and again, I don't mean this in jest. I just, I throw that out uh, to the brethren so that we can critically think about some of this stuff so that we can uh, apply this to any safe measure, right? Because as far as I've known, and for those of you brothers who I've talked to, and you know who I'm talking about, if you, in case you don't know, right? Uh, all of you have expressed the very same concerns. Not enough attendance. There you wish there was more brethren. Uh, there, uh, I've never heard of any of those lodges having to hold brothers from attending a, a Masonic meeting because there was no more seating. At our lodge, I think we have uh, seats enough to seat 80. Okay, 80 to 100, I think. There's other lodges that I've been to that can easily seat 200, and I have yet to hear of that lodge having to kick brothers out because there were so many in attendance. So I believe putting that, you know, into its uh, practical, you know, critical thinking way to help us, you know, prepare and continue to prepare for what's been going on. I think what would help this whole thing, not even at Grand Lodge when we go, when they read off, you know, how many are there in attendance and, you know, the Grand Lodge, the, that theater, consider about 3000, you know, and I think the most that I, that I've ever been there that, that I've attended at Grand Lodge is like a thousand, maybe less. So plenty of room, plenty of safe distancing. And you know what? A majority of times you want to sit by yourself. Most of the brothers want to sit by themselves so that they can meditate. They can hear themselves breathing. Right. I mean, I mean, come on guys or brethren, think about it. Think about it, all right? This variant has been with us for a long, long time. I am asking all of you to think about this critically. And uh, that's, this is part one of the Masonic variants. I'm going to continue to talk about this as we go. And again, I'm talking about the different degrees. Uh, and I'll go through it slowly and methodically, all right? So... This has been another exercise in speculation and critical thinking on the mysterious origins, history, traditions, and symbols of Freemasonry, Masonically strengthening your body, mind, and soul. Get out there and get it. 
just like the Burpees King, just like C.T. Fletcher, just like Iron Wolf, just like Big Boy and Strength Cartel. Get out there and get some. Take control of the state of your state of fitness, not only physically, but mentally, spiritually, emotionally. And if you're a brother, hey, check this out. Get out there and get it. Peace out.